Hello and welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Uh, been a long time in between drinks. Had the podcast down for about a week, so we are back, or I am back, uh, for this one. Now, today I'm going to be jumping in to the first three episodes of the new Australian Survivor season. Now, if you didn't know, I'm a huge fan of Survivor. That is going to be a big part of my podcast and my content going forward. If you want to watch Survivor Australia in Australia, then you can watch that on Channel 10, or if you have the 10 Play app, you can re-watch it as I'm going to do. I had to work uh, 5am starts through the week, so I decided I'm just going to watch it all today in one big swoop. I'm going to sit down uh, and kind of go through it all of what I see and just some thoughts and comments. Now going forward, it will be a weekly wrap like this, so I'll go through uh, and just kind of go through anything noteworthy, but this one will probably be a little bit longer, just considering I haven't seen any of the players before, at least not in the survivor sense, uh, other than Sandra Diaz-Twine, who is a two-time winner. So there's going to be a lot to get through. There's going to be some first impressions and real-time thoughts and comments. Now, if you haven't heard Not Just a Sports Report before, uh, basically I've only just started this project. It's just a passion project. Uh, I am hoping to grow this podcast. Now, unfortunately, the platform I had it on, I was just having massive issues and they weren't being very good with their support. Uh, So I've moved the platform. I'm now getting it out there to more uh, distributing it to more platforms than ever. So starting to grow the podcast, getting better as it goes along. So bear with me. It is a work in progress. I first started back in October with no experience. So I'm just learning as I go and trying to produce some quality podcasts. Now, from time to time, you may hear trains. Uh, they just I live next to a train station. Uh, and my housemate loves to thrash his music. He usually, he's not home right now, but uh, if you haven't heard before, he would always come and just blast his music. Uh, and then if I said, hey, I'm doing a podcast, he would uh, blast his music. So uh, I am moving out soon. So I'm going to, I'm working on the next place I move to, getting a really quality setup that helps me produce much more quality content. Uh, and when he comes home and plays the music, I'm just, from now on, uh, for a while I integrated him into it just because his singing is ridiculous. Uh, and yeah, it was a bit silly, but no longer am I going to integrate him into it. But if you hear him, I don't know, from time to time, please forgive me. And if you hear the trains, but I am going to be moving out soon. Uh, so soon I'm going to have a quality little studio that I can be recording my content in. So a lot to look forward to going forward. Now I'm working on a better setup, as I said, for the quality. So bear with me. We're going to get there. Rome was not built in a day. Now, if you enjoy the premise of what I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of UFC, NRL, Survivor. going to be doing food reviews, movie reviews, bottomless brunch reviews, cocktail night reviews. There's going to be all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, If you enjoy the general premise, especially Survivor, if you're listening to this now, then I promise the content is going to improve rapidly. I'm getting better as I go along. Uh... And if you stick with it, it it is going to get really good. I do genuinely believe that and I am confident in that. So hopefully you enjoy the current content, but I am working towards getting a lot better uh, and studying up on my audio engineering, uh, editing and how to deal with a housemate that blasts music. And the trains are unavoidable. The trains at this point until I move out are unavoidable. And they're honestly probably the least offensive. So shout out to the trains. You may hear one or two throughout this podcast. Now, 
what is not just a sports report basically as i said it is a passion project there's going to be podcasts there's going to be video content instagram i'm working on a lot of other things uh, as well but it's called not just a sports report because predominantly like there's going to be a lot of ufc there's going to be a lot of nrl i'm going to dabble in other sports as well <clears throat> but i also love survivor i'm a huge survivor fan i'm very passionate about it and that was kind of what built the idea it was like not just a sports report it's very broad. It's going to be very, very broad about things that I am interested in and things that maybe I'm not interested in and other people are interested in, uh, of course, but mainly like the things that I'm interested in, I'm going to be delving into. It's going to be very, very broad. So whilst it is kind of a, a general sports appeal, it's also going to be, as I said, very broad, very diverse. And so that's where, where the name Not Just a Sports Report came from. And we're going to stick true to that title today by jumping in to Survivor Australia Blood vs. Water, the new season of the Australian version of Survivor taking place in Australia too, I believe, like last season. I've really enjoyed the Australian Survivor as of late. I think they get better with each season. So I'm really keen to jump into the episode. What I do know, I know that Sandra Diaz Twine and her daughter are going to be on the show uh, and a couple of other people one or two, but uh, that I do know. Uh, basically, the premise of Blood vs. Water, it's relatives or partners or there's some in-laws on this season, things like that. So essentially, like, me and my dad or fucking uh, brother and sister or husband and wife or wife and wife or husband and husband. It literally, like, that's the general <clears throat> consensus. Not the general consensus, sorry. Whoops-a-daisy. That's just the general vibe of it. Uh, so there are going to be existing relationships, and that's going to make the game really interesting. But I'll get to all of that throughout the episode. Uh, so yeah, it's the premiere of the new season. I'm going to be jumping through what I believe is three episodes uh, and just giving some thoughts and some comments. I'll probably watch little segments, and then when it cuts to ads, I'll sit down. I'll kind of let you know where I'm at with what's happening. Huge Australian Survivor fan. Now, I did do Survivor the US uh, last season for season 41 so that with the change to platforms is less available than all my other podcasts which is a shame but the format well, that's that was my first podcast I started and the format wasn't that strong uh, so I've gone away I've kind of taken some notes as to what worked and what didn't with that Survivor season review and so I've made some changes I think this Survivor Australia weekly wrap is going to be a much better way to do things uh, and then Survivor, the US season, starts in March. So we're only one month away from that. So they are going to interlap these two Survivors, the Australian and the American. They're going to be going at the same time, and that means I'm going to be releasing podcasts about both at the same time. So if you enjoy your Survivor content, then you have come to the right place. If you want to follow us on Instagram as well, at Not Just a Sports Report. There are going to be plenty of different kind of posts there. Food reviews, as I said, movie review. There's one of those coming up. Uh, UFC content, there are news posts. There's all sorts of things. There's going to be a lot going on over there. That is probably the best way to keep up with everything that is going on, not just a sports report, other than listening to the podcast. But there is a lot going on on Instagram outside of the podcast too. Uh, so if that's your thing, chuck us a follow on Instagram. And also, whatever, wherever you're listening, is it Google Play? I don't know. Is it Spotify? Apple Podcasts? I don't know. I don't know where you're listening. But 
Uh, if you follow not just the sports report, then you're going to be able to see whenever new podcasts are posted. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of good ones coming up too. I'm also working on a YouTube project at the moment, so there's going to be something coming out on YouTube relatively shortly, but I haven't made that yet. So I'll let you know. If you follow the Instagram, then you'll be able to know when the YouTube is ready. And I'm also working on uh, something with JJ, who's been on a couple of my podcasts previously, and he's going to be a uh, regular guest. He has a Twitch project going on, so I'm also going to be doing some not just a sports report Twitch content, but it's going to be under a different banner. Uh, so it'll be under JJ's kind of Twitch. That'll be in his realm, basically. But we've got some really, really exciting things planned. Uh, so yeah, if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for listening. Uh, now it is time for me to jump in to my Survivor Australia Blood vs. Water weekly wrap. players so there's a lot to get to first impressions are to be had let's see how this is all going to play out i am really keen to sit down for this blood versus water season so i'm about to hit clip uh hit play click play i can't even speak english i am that excited that my english language is deteriorating uh we'll blame i'm gonna blame excitement for that so it is survivor australia let's jump straight into it now i am clicking play and we're going to kick this episode off Uh, I won't start with any initial thoughts. I'm just going to make some comments once I've had a little bit of a peek uh, at what this season has to offer. And then we're going to go through all three of these episodes. So clicking play now. And this is my thoughts and comments section in terms of my Survivor Australia weekly wrap. All right. So the episode begins. We start off with my man JLP, Jonathan LaPaglia, the host of Australian Survivor. Now, we are coming off last season, Brains vs. Brawns. We had Haley the winner. She had a great, great season. One of the all-time great Survivor Australia players. <clears throat> Sorry, I shouldn't have smoked a cigarette uh, while I watched that because now I'm wheezing. Yeah, sorry for the wheezing if you hear that. If you don't hear that, maybe now you will. Sorry for pointing it out. Uh, but yeah, I, I may be wheezing a little bit. <laughs> sorry, that's not the quality content. Uh, I had hoped for, but yeah, there may be some wheezing, so forgive me. Uh, now, Brains vs. Braun had many great characters of the season, none more colourful than King George himself. So Haley and George are actually going to be on Talking Tribal this season, so they're going to be doing their own breakdown and kind of analysis uh, of this season, Blood vs. Water. Now, last season we were in the Australian Outback. This season, though, we are going to be deep diving into the ancient wilderness far away from civilization surrounded by wildlife and very unpredictable weather. It's going to be demanding conditions and the most testing physical challenges in Survivor Australia history. 
It's also going to be a longer season than the United States one. And fair to say, this is going to be the toughest Survivor season of 2022, the United States seasons included. Blood vs. Water throws up so many potential dilemmas as well for players, considering that you're playing with loved ones, you're not just playing to win, but you're also playing alongside someone extremely close to you. Only one person can win, and there are going to be a lot of blindsides along the way. I think we're going to see some big moments, and my prediction is that this is going to be the best season of Australian Survivor to date, so plenty to get into with this one. They'll uh, be drip-feeding kind of the cast, so I'll work it out as I go along. I'll kind of list them uh, just as they uh, kind of as they, as they make themselves known, I guess. So the first two that I saw properly were KJ and Sophie, who are two sisters. They seem very devious. I can see some big plays coming from both of them, uh, especially Sophie, though. She seems like a really strong, uh, intelligent woman who is going to play this game very hard. I do think they're going to be major players, and I'm perceiving them as early threats to go very far in this game. There are some identical twins as well. They kind of listed some of the relationships going on, so we've got some identical twins this season. We've got some in-laws, we've got some couples. Uh, now, one of the in-laws pairs are Chrissy and Michael Crocker. Now, Michael Crocker is an extremely fierce competitor. He is a former NRL player, former State of Origin player for Queensland and for the Australian Kangaroos. Uh, and yeah, it's a big deal. He is someone that I do know. I've, of course, I'm going to be doing a lot of NRL content for my podcast. Huge NRL fan. I grew up watching Mick Crocker play. Uh, and now I get to watch him play Survivor. How good. So we've seen some other sports stars do really well on Australian Survivor, like Simon Black from the Brisbane Lions. Uh, Matt Rogers, who the Dual International has also played in the NRL. So Mick Crocker is one that I'm really excited to see, and he's one of my early favourites this season. I'm not as huge on Chrissy, but that's just my first perception, and I'm definitely open to changing that. She seems like an awesome person, but Survivor isn't about being a good person, and she hopes her competitiveness is going to get her over the line. <clears throat> that cigarette, I'm telling you, sorry. Uh, she hopes her competitors will get her competitiveness, sorry, will get her over the line. But Chrissy hasn't watched Survivor, and she knows nothing about the show, boo. Uh, rookie error from her. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they got her on, because she's going to get outplayed, definitely. She's going to get outwitted. Uh, she's going to get outsmarted. And if she doesn't, I'll be very surprised, and that will be a huge credit to her. But you're at a major disadvantage if you haven't seen Survivor at all. Uh, it's because there are so many major fans, and yeah, major disadvantage. So I do like her as an addition, though. It's hard. It's weird. I'm I'm not too sure how I feel about her early, but I do like her as an addition because there is something pure about someone playing the game of Survivor without being a lifelong fan and knowing all the ins and outs of the game. On to the next pairing, we have a brother and sister. I didn't see their names. I'm not sure exactly what their like uh, ethnicity or ethnic background is. Uh, they're Australians. I assume they've grown up in Australia, but I'm not sure what their story is. We'll get more on them a bit later. I'll fetch the names too. I like their vibe though, and I'm excited to see what they have to offer. Uh, then they were listing some more, uh, just kind of relationships and... It was like the epic, you know, voiceover intro guy. And uh, it was like father and daughter, pilot 
and his personal trainer cousin. I was just like, okay, okay. Uh, that was a funny one. Yeah, I just enjoyed like, you know, father and daughter, identical twins, like in-laws, couples. And then we've got a pilot and his personal trainer cousin. Uh, tell me more about them. Uh, they didn't, but they will. I That's the interesting dynamic here. I really like the pilot and his personal trainer cousin. Weird relationship. <laughs> that's like borderline not. But they are cousins, so it's blood, so it counts. Uh, first cousins too, so they could have just said cousins. Why didn't they just say cousins? They had to go pilot and his personal trainer cousin. Uh, so yeah. I'm interested to see them. I hope they're douche, like, douchey. I hope they're really arrogant. I'd like to see, like, you know, big ego on the pilot and big ego on the personal trainer. We'll see, though. We'll see what they're actually like. So, yeah. Oh, but that's a little note. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they have to offer as well. And then there are the others. We've got some people who are back for redemption. We've got former players hungry for a chance to make amends. Now there's Andy, I wasn't huge on him the first time round. I do think he has value as a cast member though, but he's definitely not one of my early favourites. Maybe that's because when he was on Survivor last time, he was surrounded by such elite players like David and Luke. This time around, Andy has reinforcement in his sister Kate, and he's got an incredible opportunity to combine Kate's social game and his strategic game, and form a really dynamic duo. I'll give them a chance, but I'm not the president of the Andy fan club, put it that way. Then we've got a power couple. No, not Andy and Kate. Uh, they're brother and sisters. That would be... That would be intense. Uh, that would be intense if there was like a power couple. Uh, brother or sister. <clears throat> brother and sister, sorry. But yeah, then we've got the power couple. I actually hadn't seen their season of Survivor, but the guy looks really familiar. I feel like maybe he's done something outside of Survivor that he's famous for, uh, but they were a power couple. They were booted off Survivor because they were perceived as threats. They are still together to this day as well, and now they are coming back. Uh, the husband and wife, I didn't check, I don't know whether they're married, so if they're not, my bad. I'm just going to say husband and wife. Uh, they are partners, whatever. Uh, the partners are coming back. This time they are going to be major threats yet again, uh, and there's a chance that this time it could have the opposite effect where people don't vote them off for that reason, and then they do end up becoming major players deep into the game. Uh, so yeah, they're still together, and now they are coming back for a huge redemption arc. We now cut to day one as the players arrive on the beach. I don't know if you'd call it a beach. I'm going to call it a beach. It's time to get my first taste of what this cast is exactly all about, and I'm excited to see the twists and turns that are bound to take place. We're going to have some familiar faces, and we are going to have a lot of new ones this season too. Now, JLP, the host, talks about the unpredictability and the surprises of Survivor. Just as he's saying that, a helicopter conveniently flies in. A really huge moment. Uh, now, who gets out? None other than the queen of Survivor, Sandra Diaz-Twine, the two-time Survivor winner, first ever Survivor player to win the game twice. Now, she is one of two to have won twice alongside Tony, who uh, he won on a Winners at War season, so they were all winners. Sandra, before him, for a long time, was the Queen of Survivor, and she still is the Queen of Survivor. Two times severe... I don't know what that one was. I'll keep that in, just because that was a bit ridiculous. 
Uh, but she's a two-time Survivor winner, one of the all-time greatest, if not the greatest Survivor player. Uh, the one thing that kind of holds her back in that argument is just her challenge games. She's not really here to be taking part in the challenges. Uh, her strength it lies in every other aspect of the game. Now, Sandra is the only female to have ever won the game twice as well, so she's a huge threat, and if she wins here, I guess that counts as three, so she will be the only three-time Survivor winner of all time. So there is a lot at stake here. This is massive. The players are very surprised, uh, and Sandra is not alone either. This time, she's going to be alongside her daughter, Nina, who is going to be making, be making, sorry, English seriously deteriorating. Sandra is going to be alongside her daughter Nina, who is going to be making her Survivor debut. So really huge. Nina Diaz Twine, or Diaz, I'm not sure what her last name exactly is right now. Uh, but Nina is going to be making her debut. Two incredible additions to this season. It has shaken things up in a major way. Uh, and the players are shocked and in awe, as I think any Survivor fan would be. Although I think Chrissy is probably like, who the fuck is this bitch? Sorry, I shouldn't swear. Uh, no more swearing because I know Survivor. I do swear in some of my other podcasts and I know that people who listen for the most part don't mind because I've run polls before. Uh, but my thought was that Survivor uh, is more of a family friendly thing. So I was like, for, to make it more inclusive, I do apologize uh, if you didn't enjoy that little swear word or two. Uh, but yeah, for Survivor, my aim is to minimize the swearing, try and cut it out uh, altogether because it is more of a family kind of vibe, especially the United States one. So apologize if swearing's not your thing. If it is, you'll hear it in plenty of my other podcasts. But if it's not, then that's fair. Survivor it doesn't, doesn't always line up Survivor fans with swearing. So that's why I thought I would try not to include it in these podcasts. Now, this is going to be the best season of Australian Survivor ever, in my opinion, now that they've added Sandra into the mix. Of course, they had previously brought Russell Hance out, but he was eliminated very early in his stay. As for Nina, Sandra's daughter, she has been watching her mum play Survivor since she was five years old. And she talks a bit about the advice she got from her mum, the two-time winner. Uh, the advice she got was, leave your morals at the door. So we're in for a really interesting season. Uh, and are we going to see Nina and Sandra come to head at some stage this season and vote one another out? I think that's a real possibility, but they're most likely going to have to try and form a really strong team because they are both major threats in this game. Now, I already knew this, so it wasn't a huge surprise to me that Sandra came out on the helicopter because I knew she was on the season. Uh, but the players didn't know that, and that is genuinely one of the biggest Survivor Australia moments ever. Uh, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to be there uh, and then all of a sudden see that Sandra's playing. It just takes things up to a whole new level. You know that the gameplay now is going to be elite and that if you're not ready to roll with the best players <coughs> sorry, that Survivor has seen, then you are very quickly going to be eliminated. So Sandra is a huge get for the season, as is Nina. No more cigarettes. I'm not going to watch, uh, watch any, smoke any. Uh, when I watch the next little segment, because uh, it's, it's romping me more than I thought. So, welcome to Australia, Sandra and Nina. That was quite the entrance. It is time to get this game started. Blood vs. Water. They are starting this game with a loved one, someone they know, someone they trust. 
Is that an advantage or is that going to be a disadvantage? Now, the good news is that they are going to be playing Survivor with their loved one. The bad news, though, you're not playing with them. You are playing against them, JLP says. Now, this made me laugh a bit. Kate and Andy. Uh, Kate said that she came here to play with Andy. The voice was kind of like, you know, oh, I came here to play with Andy. That kind of vibe as well. That's why it made me laugh. She's like, she came here to play with Andy. Uh, and she just was like, without me, his social game is gone. And then they cut to Andy looking clueless. That made me laugh a lot. I do love the beauty of Survivor's production and editing. And the vibe was kind of, you know, I wanted to play with Andy. Now, like, now without my social game, people are just going to vote him off. It's just strategic, all strategic, no social. So that moment made me laugh. And it's pretty true. Uh, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how Andy goes on the tribe without Kate. But honestly, if you need your sister to survive in Survivor, then that's a pretty average strategy from the get-go. So we head to our first challenge for the season, uh, and it's actually going to be against the person they entered the game with. So they've split them into two teams, uh, and everyone's playing against their loved ones. So it's going to be a really hectic challenge. I think we're going to see some early kind of indicators in terms of who's strong in the challenges uh who physically stands out and kind of like who the weaker links are as well in these combinations so there's going to be a lot to take from these early challenges now the winning tribe is going to arrive back at camp to find a blazing fire pit as well which is huge because anyone that knows survivor knows that fire is the number one most essential element of a successful journey in the game and it is a huge kickstart for their chances overall in this season. All right, so the opener in this challenge, we have got the two brothers. First I'm seeing of them, we've got Geordie and Jesse. So Geordie is going to be representing Blue, which is water. Uh, he is the big brother. And we've got the little brother, Jesse, representing red, which is blood. So blood versus water, obviously. Now Jesse gets the win for blood. Huge, there you go, there's a train as well, I was telling you about earlier, there's a big old beep for you, let you know that it's coming through as well. Uh, respect. That, that's actually, sorry, this is a quick side note tangent. Most of them stopped, that one was a little beep, because that one was coming straight through, that was like a little, you know, I'm not stopping, we're not picking you up, uh, don't try and board this train, just coming through, beep beep, coming through, uh, beep beep, coming through kind of energy there, so... There was the train there. Now you get a little bit about what I was talking about at the start of the podcast. But back to the brothers. Jesse got the win. The little brother over the big brother. Jesse gets the win for the blood tribe or the red tribe. Who we don't exactly know who is on that tribe yet. Or they, I don't know. They hadn't like fully listed it. But Jesse gets red up early in the challenge. So 1-0 to red. Uh, and a nice little cheeky one for the little brother to get up over his big brother in this season. Very early. Are we going to see their competitive sides come out throughout this game, or are they going to work together? That's kind of the theme across this entire game. Now, up next, we have KJ and Sophie, the sisters who I mentioned earlier. I, in particular, think Sophie could be a major threat. Both of them, actually. There's something about them both that really strikes me as, like, an early major threat. So that's my take, just to start. I think KJ and Sophie both have potential to go very far in this game. We've got Sophie representing blue, and we've got KJ representing red. Now, Sophie gets the win for uh, blue. My apologies. And yeah, my perception of her being an ultimate competitor 
is true. She definitely showed that in this challenge. I think she's going to be a really hard player to beat this season. And she has now leveled the scores at one all. So very competitive from Sophie. I rate her as a major threat to win. But I can't see her being an early target as well. I think people are going to clue on to just how strong of a player she is. Uh, and I think that's going to place some heat on her early. So that's one of the important aspects of Survivor is building social relationships. And that is going to be something really important for Sophie. I think that is the key to success because she seems to have it all down pat. Uh, but socially, if you can kind of put people, if you're putting people offside with your behavior or your actions, then all your other skills don't count for a great deal in Survivor. So I think Sophie's going to do really well, but that's what she's got to work on. She's got to build some really good social networks in the game that can help her get further uh, toward the merge, where hopefully she can link up with her sister, KJ. Now, pardon me, up next we've got Kate for red and Andy for blue. They've been getting quite a bit of... Sorry, i got the hiccups now. It's the coffee. Andy gets up over his sister, so blue now lead 2-1. Uh, and up next we've got the in-laws. Michael Crocker up against Chrissy. We've got Croc for red, the Queenslander, and Chrissy for blue. That one was a very tough challenge. Chrissy put up a great fight. It makes me wonder whether she could be an underrated player this season. Uh, if Christy flies under the radar for long enough, then she could be a real dark horse to go deep into this game. So the scores are tied 2-all with Croc getting the win in that challenge. And it is time for the marquee battle. Sandra versus Nina. I do apologize, I'll come back to this, but I missed which tribes they were on. Yeah, rookie error. Uh, so the fire pit for the tribe is on the line. We've got Sandra, the two-time winner, the queen of Survivor, up against her daughter, making her first ever appearance on Survivor. The narrative is already there. Let's see how this plays out. Uh, and we do know that the queen is not known for enjoying challenges. That's really the one element of her game that leaves a little bit to be desired as far as Sandra goes. So that's going to be an interesting development throughout this entire season. Is Sandra going to aim to improve on her challenge game, or is she comfortable with the game that's seen her be crowned the winner of Survivor twice before? Nina wins the challenge for her team, which team that is, I don't really know yet. I will come back to that, I was just writing notes and watching, uh, so I missed which team she was on, but Nina gets up over her mum. Nina, for her team, beats the Queen of Survivor very, very huge early. That puts her right up there already as a major threat to win this game. Uh, I'll come back to which tribe she actually won for, my apologies. But Nina is, in my opinion, a major threat to win this game. I'd be looking to eliminate her early because she has all of the social game that her mum possesses with even more to offer as far as the challenges go. I'd keep Nina around for the team element because I think she'd offer a lot physically in terms of the challenges where you want to keep winning so you don't have to vote for someone. But you can't allow Sandra and Nina to link up in a tribe swap or a merge situation. I think that is too dangerous because they both know how to play clearly. Uh, and if you think there's going to be tension there and then they're going to vote for each other, but they decide to link up uh, and actually go toward the end before blindsiding each other. I don't know. Well, it's, only one of them can win. So at some stage, one of them is going to have to vote the other out or it, it could come to that. So... I guess there is merit in working with both of them, so it's hard It's hard to tell. I wouldn't keep either of them around because either of them could win. So it's like you don't keep them around for too long because then they're just going to beat you. So 
that's kind of my philosophy as far as Sandra and Nina go. But there are so many... What was that noise? Uh, there are so many intriguing narratives this season. So I cannot wait to see it all play out. We've still got plenty of this first episode to go. Uh, and then I've got the other two episodes because they go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday here in Australia. So I've managed to stay spoiler free. It is totally pure. Uh, my genuine reactions to everything. So it's it's exciting. I'm very excited. Survivor Australia is back. Uh, Survivor Season 42 for the US is back next month. So much to look forward to. So now I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch the next little segment of this episode. And I'll be back with some thoughts and comments of what I've seen. So this is Survivor Australia, Blood vs. Water. If you're enjoying it, keep listening to the podcast. And again, like I said earlier, follow us on Instagram at NotJustASportsReport. And you'll be able to keep up with everything that's going on. It would be much appreciated. I already appreciated a lot that you're even listening right now. So thank you so much. Hope you're enjoying. And I will be back in a moment with more thoughts on the Survivor Blood vs. Water season premiere. All right, we return from the ad break. Uh, we see the victorious tribe returning to camp. Who did win Nina win the challenge for? Who were the victorious tribe, you ask? It was the blue tribe, otherwise known as the water tribe. We see Chrissy, who is massively unprepared. She's got fake tan on, terrible footwear. She doesn't like sand or dirt or water. She's actually funny, though, and she is growing on me already. But far out, she is just not survivor material at all. The water tribe consists of uh, Chrissy, Nina, Andy, Geordie. That's who I know so far. They kind of went around in a circle and did some little introductions. So this is what I got. We have Chrissy from the Sunshine Coast. Now I used to live there. Uh, shout out to the Sunshine Coast. We've got Nina, Sandra's daughter. Uh, major threat early in this game as well. We've got Khan, I think it was Khan, or Kai, I think it was Khan, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I may have misheard, who is a really fun character, and I'm excited to see his gameplay. He is playing with his sister. Then we've got Brianna from Brisbane, Queensland. She's playing the game with her dad. We've got Geordie, who recently moved to Melbourne. Andy, who is the returning con man. Anyone who saw him play last time, or last time, sorry, will know that he is a weasel of an operator. There's been lots of Andy screen time early on in the season, uh, and he considers himself a bit of a ringleader. Most definitely early on, he's going for a bit of a ringleader vibe. Then we've got Mark, who's the returning player from Melbourne. He's a rugby player, so that's actually where I recognised him from. I'm not going to Google where I've seen him from, though, because I want to avoid any possible spoilers for this season. He's a former SAS Army man, very intense vibes. Getting to know everyone intimately is kind of his strategy early on, looking to get to know everyone quite well within the first 24 hours. He's gone full stealth RS mode, shout out to Philip Shepard, uh, and he's done it on day one, which is a bit intense. His physical stature should see him outlast a few weaker links though, so I think he'll be able to at least outlast this early kind of stage of the game. Andy, of course, though, has taken the lead, and Mark would be probably obviously the man for that job, but he's happy to let Andy do all the talking, and Andy is more than happy with that arrangement as well. Andy seems to have main character syndrome, whereas I feel though he's more, more of a side character. A sneaky cameo appearance kind of guy, from time to time. Not the entire pinpoint of the narrative main character kind of guy. Uh, that's just where Andy's at for me. Now then we've got the Blood Tribe, we've got Jesse, 
who is 21 from Canberra. He's a triathlete, which places him as a huge physical threat early on. Plus, he beat his brother in the opening challenge, so we've already seen a little bit of what he can do. We've got Croc, Michael Crocker. He didn't mention that he is a former elite rugby league player, which I found interesting. Uh, quite a an interesting strategy, I guess, but it's surely going to come out pretty quickly in this game. I'm sure there'll be at least one or two people who recognize him. I guess he doesn't want to be perceived as a major threat early, which is fair enough. Uh, a lot of these kind of physical threats don't. They want to fly under the radar, so I do understand why he took that approach. We've got Amy, who is a beauty therapist. We've got Sam, who is a mum from the Dandenong Ranges. She seems fun. I like her just off a very, very quick little uh, snippet of what she's all about. Then we've got Queen Sandra, who was hoping not a single person recognised her. And then someone made the funny comment, uh, you came in a helicopter, like... You know, <laughs> you don't want people to recognize you, like, don't arrive to the beach in a helicopter. Now, Sandra's strategy is to not play the game too hard too early. She's going to look to pick her moments. She has seen all of the Australian survivors, and Sandra knows that the players are strong and that the physical challenges are extremely tough. She's also going to have a target on her back as an American in a cast full of Australians, as well as being a two-time Survivor winner. So that makes it very intriguing this season. Uh, the addition of Sandra and her daughter adds so many subplots to a season that was already full of narratives. I'm really excited for it. Uh, I'm going to go into that ne next little segment now because they cut to the break. So I'm going to watch the next little bit now and then I'm going to sit down with some thoughts and comments of what I've seen. This is Survivor Australia Blood vs. Water on Not Just a Sports Report. The first night of many is down the hatch as day two begins. Uh, now, <clears throat> Sophie, in the Blood Tribe, she is perceived as intimidating, vocal, strong, which is all fair. I had those perceptions myself. I think they're traits that will serve her well in this game, but they could also be uh, dangerous for her chances. So I'm really interested to see how her personality plays out amongst the tribe. That's one thing that always interests me about Survivor, uh, just the social kind of element to the game. Now, Sophie was formerly married to an AFL Australian Rules football player, uh, but she is now in love. She separated from him, and she's now in love with her beautiful partner, Maddie, after exploring her sexuality, so good on her. Uh, she's definitely got girlboss winning energy about her. Uh, so don't sleep on Sophie this season. She is dangerous. I can see her going very far. Uh, it just depends whether her strong personality uh, and people being intimidated by her kind of goes down poorly and she gets gone or like get rid of her soon like very early in the game uh or whether they underestimate her and they let her go deeper into the game which is where i think she would become very very dangerous so do not sleep on sophie i can see her going quite far in this game now we've also got the first relationship and potential alliance forming this season between brianna and one of the other ladies uh shay i believe her name is I don't check the cast or anything heading into the season in a bid to avoid spoilers. Plus, I like taking it all in and having the cast be fresh in my mind. The girls find a clue for a hidden immunity idol. To activate the power, they're going to have to release the idol from Jonathan's podium at Tribal Council. Uh, so that's a really big advantage, but the downside to that is that this is not the only clue. So you must be bold and claim it first. So someone else out there is going to get the same clue. Uh, we may see a little battle of some kind go down. 
So yeah, Shay is the name of the other girl. So Brianna and Shay looking to form what would be the first alliance of the season. But then very shortly after, we see Chrissy find the same hidden immunity idol clue. So she's going to be able to have that same chance to rush to the podium uh, where Jonathan is standing and get herself the hidden immunity idol, which will be a huge play regardless of who ends up getting it. Uh, the only thing is that Chrissy is clueless as far as Survivor goes. So I'd be shocked if Chrissy wins this season, but I think she's going to be a great member of the cast. I think she's going to be good value and bring a lot of entertainment. Uh, and I think an advantage like this one could see her turn the game on its head. So she does have that kind of potential to cause a lot of chaos amongst the game. But I do see her being an early target. I'm not sure if she's going to make it to the merge or the jury. Uh, but I think if she does, she's going to provide a lot of entertainment along the way. So it is now time for the immunity challenge. We've got the Blood Tribe approaching with an injured player this early on. He's been carried to the challenge by his tribe. Uh, I believe it's Alex. We haven't really seen anything of him. Now, this is the first we're seeing of him, really, so I don't know. But what I do know is that Jay is his in-law, and he's the one that they're playing, they're playing alongside. Sorry, I kind of butchered that sentence. Uh, but what I was going to get to is that I recognize Jay because he was on Instant Hotel on Netflix, funnily enough. Uh, which was an awesome, awesome show. I actually enjoyed that. They go around to, it's in Australia and they all have cool Airbnbs uh, and it's like a competition and they all go stay at each other's Airbnbs and it's a bit catty, like there is drama uh, driven by the producers. But yeah, Jay was on there. He was from uh, Port C, I think his Airbnb was, which is in Victoria, close to Melbourne, where I live. Uh, so yeah, it fascinated me that Jay gets to be on a second cool reality TV show. Why is he so special? I guess we'll find out. Uh, and what's wrong with me? I guess I have, uh, haven't really applied, but yeah, I'd love to go on Survivor one day. That would be dope. Be good on Jay. He's gone on two dope shows. What a life. Uh, but unfortunately, he's, I don't know, is he the personal trainer? Are these the cousins? No, they're in-laws. These guys are in-laws. Damn. I want to hear about the fucking, sorry, another bad language slip up. Uh, I'll improve on that. Uh, but I want to see the pilot and his personal trainer cousin. Uh, that interests me. But unfortunately, we are seeing Alex sit out of this challenge. Uh, a massive fail on day two, and that immediately puts him on the chopping block if his tribe go on to lose this challenge. The first tribe to get through all their obstacles, which includes like the big old slide looking thing. Uh, the challenge descriptions aren't something I want to delve into because, <clears throat> yeah. Just things that I may butcher, which like, yeah, the challenge, it's more about who wins the challenges and things like that. Uh, but the end stage is the first tribe to smash all five of their targets. They will win immunity. Uh, so we've got Alex sitting out for water, which means blood are forced to sit someone out for this opening challenge as well. Kate puts her hand up and his sister, little sister. Uh, so Kate is going to be sitting out of this challenge. Nobody wants to go to Tribal Council first up, and being eliminated first is honestly the most dreaded concept in the entire game. Onto the challenge now, and Blue are struggling really hard. Red have worked up a massive lead in the challenge, and they clearly look the better of the two tribes. Uh, as far as the first, like, physical tribe-on-tribe -tribe challenge as well, it's just dominant. Like, this could prove to be a big storyline if this continues. Uh, then Blue are going to get picked off a lot. And as we saw in the most recent United States Survivor, 
We saw Luvu have an undefeated streak. They made it all the way through to the tribe merge, and there were three tribes. Uh, but they continued to win challenges. They didn't have to go to tribal council, even though there were tensions brewing. Uh, and yeah, Luvu had two members in the final three, and they had three members in the final four, and a member of Luvu and Erica won the season. So if Red can end up winning a lot of these challenges and performing like this, then there is a very, very high likelihood. I know I'm kind of stating the uh, the obvious, but there is a very high likelihood that we see somebody from the Red Tribe win this game. But there are a lot of twists and turns, tribe swaps, merges, things like that to happen along the way. This is episode one, so I'll get back on track. But Blue are struggling hard. They are absolutely cooked. They cannot break through to their second wall on the, the stage before the final stage. And they haven't even reached the last stage, so that's a real worry because Red are already there. They are massively in front. Chrissy is really struggling for Blue. I don't think she has any idea what she signed up for with this game. She is definitely out of her depth on Survivor. The question is, though, will she sink or will she swim? Red have had all the time in the world to take their targets out and win this challenge, but they're going along slow and steady. My man Jay from Instant Hotel subs in, and he smashes the second target. So Red currently lead 2-0 in this challenge. They look destined to take this one out. Blue, they look doomed. They're trying as hard as they can, but they honestly look doomed at this point. My man Instant Hotel Jay takes out another target. So Red are dominating 3-0 at this stage. Blue haven't even broken through all of their walls, so they are in massive trouble. There is plenty of heart on display, but they've been completely obliterated in this challenge. Blue finally smashed through their final wall in epic fashion. A lot of build-up, good music, good production all around, always enjoyable. Pardon me, goodness gracious. Red are so far in the lead, but with each target they miss, another moment does present itself for Blue to stage an epic comeback. Red hit targets 4 and 5 though, and they have won immunity for the tribe, rendering them safe from the first tribal of the season. We have Alex injured in the losing side, so there are major question marks how long he's going to last. If he's a liability, then the tribe cannot afford to keep him for any longer than they already have. I can definitely see Alex being the clear-cut vote tonight, but this is Survivor and it's almost never a clear-cut vote. Andy's plan was not for Blue to lose their first challenge. According to him, he wants uh, Alex gone, the injured Alex. Andy's plans though, and what actually goes down in this game, are two different things. He's got big main character syndrome, and it's not benefiting his social game in any way, shape, or form. Chrissy is another obvious target. She struggled in the challenge, and she is so unprepared for this game, it's not funny. Alex or Chrissy would be my options, and I'm interested to see what the tribe thinks as far as their targets go. Andy is telling everyone that will listen that Alex needs to be the vote tonight. They can unite as a tribe to cast a unanimous vote and not draw the battle lines too early in this game. Now, what we do know as well is that Shay and Brianna have the hidden immunity idol clue, as does Chrissy, so that is worth noting. Uh, Brianna's throwing Chrissy's name out there too, which is interesting because... If there is kind of a clash there, then do we see a massive play for the idol on the first tribal of the season? Brianna has identified Chrissy as the weak link, which I think is fair at this point. I actually really like Chrissy. She's grown on me. 
I like her personality, but like, I do think she is the weak link at this stage. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be making too many predictions or having too many perceptions this early, uh, because there's a lot of game to be played. So uh, I think you'd never want to underestimate people. So I'm not underestimating Chrissy, but at this point, she is the weak link. She has no idea what's going on in Survivor. Uh, and she struggled in the challenge. So I do think keeping Alex around if he is healthy is more beneficial going forward for this tribe. Nina, now she is in this tribe, and she has the guidance of one of Survivor's greatest players. Nina doesn't want to work with Andy, so I like Nina already. Nina is keen to push for Andy to go home tonight. I would uh, love that, honestly, but there are a few other options before Andy that I think the tribe will resort to before they give him the punt. I'd enjoy seeing him get voted out though, especially first. Uh, like, that would be my first preference. If I could pick anyone to get voted out first, it would be Andy. No disrespect at all to him, that's just my personal preference. I like Chrissy more than I like Andy. And Alex's injury is all I've seen from him, so I'd like to see him stick around, let him get healthy, and give him at least one more shot to show what he can do. Plus, I've seen enough from Andy to last me a season. Just in this one episode. Plus, you add in his previous appearances, like, yeah, I could do without Andy, but if he could be a huge player. That's what I'm worried about. I, I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, it's just my personal preference. It's like no negativity or hate towards him. I understand it's just a game and stuff, and people play the game differently. Uh, but yeah, I just don't want to see him win. So yeah, I hope he gets voted out early, and I hope he doesn't end up in a powerful position, because then we're going to get a lot of dialogue. Uh, and a lot of dribble, but good on him if he does go far. Uh, but if I could pick, my first preference tonight would be, <clears throat> excuse me, to see Andy go. If Nina can zing Andy tonight, then she is going to immediately shoot to the top of my favourites list this season, alongside Michael Crocker and her mother in Sandra. We've got Mark. Uh, he is a bit weird. Well, not really. I'm more weird than him, uh, to be fair. Yeah, he seems like he could really, you know, he could be a hit at parties. He could, you know, be very formal. I don't know. I don't read into that comment too much. He's just got intense army vibes. Uh, I'm sure he'd be a great dude. Uh, like, I'm almost certain he's a great dude. And he'd be an awesome value guy to chat to as well. But his gameplay, there's another train. His gameplay strikes me as strange. And I don't think it's going to be... A super successful venture for Mark. I just think the way he's playing the game, uh, it's probably going to end up getting him in a little bit of trouble just because he's he's not intense like in your face and stuff like that, but it's in like a switched on way. But he has been successful in everything else he's done, so that does come into play in Survivor, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I think he's playing a little bit too hard and just a little bit too tactical in his head in terms of what his plan is. Now, the plan tonight is to put on a front, pretending that the tribe are strong and that they're gonna vote out Alex, but the real plan is to divert Andy's attention away from the fact that he's the vote tonight. Please let this happen. This will be an ultimate start to what could be the best season ever, so I, I don't think I could pick a better start, and it'll be funny. Uh, and yeah, but they've still gotta pull it off because Andy is crafty. If he gets even a sniff of this, then he has potential to really flip the script. So there are a lot of narratives heading into this tribal council. 
Alex has been laying down the entire time as well. So since they've been back, all he's been doing, uh, this is all they've been showing, so we don't know this, but he's just been in bed the entire time. I know what a sore back feels like, so it's totally fair, but he, he looks like a massive liability at this point. He's going to need a huge lift in the second episode if the tribe do decide to keep him around tonight. And where are the cousins? I still do not know who is the pilot and who is the personal instructor cousin. Who's who? I just still don't know. I demand answers. If I don't get them in episode one, I'll be cross. But if I don't get answers in episode two, I'll be furious. Who is the pilot and who's his personal trainer cousin? Is it a he? Is it a her? Who, who are they? I think they're guys, but that's all they've told us. Um, where are they? Who are they? That's the question. We will find out. Stay tuned to find out. Maybe not this episode, uh, but I, I think episode two. So throughout this podcast, you know, I'm doing all three episodes. So that is one of my main missions. Let's find out who is the pilot and who is the personal instructor. And even better, they're cousins. Blood versus water, ladies and gentlemen. So, Nina, uh, back to her and her gameplay. She's playing very smart and very hard from the get-go. She is every bit the threat that I was expecting her to be. And if I had to pick a winner of this season right now, it would be her. But there are a lot of obstacles, similar to what Sandra is facing, uh, for her to make it all the way to the end, which maybe the other players don't necessarily have to face those same obstacles for them to get to the end and win. So it is now time for Tribal Council. And uh, very early on, Shay gets up to make a play for the Hidden Immunity Idol based on her advantage. But Chrissy beats her to the punch. I love that. Chrissy just gets up, it's like, nah, gets it. She claims the Immunity Idol in bold fashion. So Christy has it in her possession. Shay's the one who went for the sneaky jump up and grab it. And Christy got her. Christy absolutely zinged her. Not just her, but Brianna as well. Uh, so Christy, or Chrissy, sorry, not Christy, has a uh, trick or two up her sleeve. Definitely. I think that's why she's on the cast, you know. She doesn't know what Survivor is, but she's still got, she's still got some nifty little tricks. And that was one of them. So well done to Chrissy. She now has a, an, immuni- an immunity idol. Sorry. An immunity idol. I just got so excited there. That was a big moment. I, uh, English. Forgot it. So, was... so, Chrissy beat her to the punch. Really huge moment. I assume she's going to play it tonight. But maybe she plays it for Alex. I don't know. Uh, she's still... I don't know. She would feel uneasy about her chances. You do not want to go home night one, even if you have to flush an immunity idol. So, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell what's going to play out uh, as this tribal council goes further on. Good on Chrissy though, she has outsmarted, outwitted, and outplayed Shay at Tribal Council number one, so maybe she's not too clueless at Survivor after all. Brianna singles out Chrissy though for her performances, so she's taking the heat now. Brianna singles Chrissy out for the performances in the challenge, singling her out as the weak link. No one else just says Chrissy. Uh, now, I just think that's because Brianna's jealous because Chrissy claimed the idol. And now she's trying to put heat on her. So Chrissy's already won. Like, uh, I think Brianna took the L in those exchanges. There are a few options on the table as far as the vote goes tonight. And with that being said, it is time to vote. Let's see what the players come up here with the first Tribal Council of Season 7, Survivor Australia, Blood vs. Water. 
Chrissy decides to play the idol after the votes have been counted. Uh, so she's going to be voted... Oh, not counted. Oh, yeah, tallied, sorry. Uh, but they haven't been counted out loud. So she plays the idol before the votes are counted. And she is going to be safe from the vote tonight. So Chrissy will live to fight another day. Good on her. A nifty survivor play from the rookie. So, yeah, do not underestimate Chrissy, I guess is the general message from this first episode. We've got the votes now. The first vote is for Alex. Second vote, Alex. So two votes, Alex. No votes, anyone else. Third vote, Andy. <laughs> yes. Fourth vote, Andy. So it's tied at two all. Fifth vote, Brianna. Interesting. I reckon maybe just Chrissy being like, shut up. Like, she, you know, she singled her out. Beef. Early beef. I'm calling it. We may see some early beef. I think it's going to be Chrissy on one side, Brianna and Shay on another side. I think that does put Chrissy at a disadvantage. But we've, we've still got to see how all these numbers play out. So it's tied at two all with Andy and Alex. Now Brianna has a vote, I assume, from Chrissy. Vote number six, Andy. Next vote, Andy. Andy. The first person. I am not too happy. I'm... I like to be positive, you know, but it's fun. That's fun wanting to see some people get eliminated from Survivor and it happening. And the first person voted out <clears throat> of Survivor Australia, blood versus water, is Andy. Kate was right. They they separated them in his social game, <clears throat> Kaputsky, uh, and now he's gone. And Kate only came out, his little sister, to help him win, form this little dynamic duo. Uh, and usually I always had the idea in my head that the first person who gets voted out, their person, loved one that's playing the game, uh, that they would win. But Kate seems like she was literally just here to help Andy win. And then they got separated and he's been voted out. So, uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see how this affects Kate's game. And I'm happy to let her shine now. Let's let Kate have some moments. Andy's already been on Survivor. Uh, so let's let some new players have a go and really show what they can do. So congratulations to Andy for coming back out. Uh, will we see him again on Australian Survivor? Uh, probably not, but maybe. Never say never. He was a character. He did come up with some interesting moments the first time around. Uh, so you never know who they'll bring back. I didn't think they were going to bring Andy back. But he's cheeky. He did some sneaky moves, so... Good on him. Uh, so yeah, Andy is the first person voted out of Survivor Australia Blood versus Water. I love that. I don't wish failure upon anyone, but I'd seen enough of Andy the first time around. I didn't need to see him pulling the strings this time around. And I couldn't have picked a better first out for this season to get kicked off to. That is a huge omen that we're in for the best season yet. I love that move. I love that Nina was the one driving that move. That shows you just how clever she is. And Andy is the first player gone. So that is episode one complete with two episodes still to follow. So I'm going to keep this rolling. Also, sorry Andy if you're listening. No hate or negativity. Thanks for your contributions to Survivor. And there is a place for an Andy in every and any season of Survivor. He plays the game hard and puts in plenty of effort to entertain the fans. So respect to Andy. Thanks for coming. My condolences to Andy fans out there, but it is time to move onward and upward. And to be honest, I don't think any Andy fans would still be listening at this point. So episode two coming up right now. All right, episode two, and we open with Shay talking about how hard it is to be separated from her loved one, her partner, Ben. 
They got voted out. They previously have played the game, so that was the couple I was talking about earlier. They're a bit cringe and indulgent in their relationship. I'll keep my early opinions brief because I want to give everyone a chance to play the game, but early on, Ben and Shay are not on my favourites list, basically. And if they're on yours, then cool. Everyone has different favourites, you know, let's embrace that. Now, hopefully soon we find out some info on this pilot and his personal trainer cousin situation. Uh, I'd really like some clarity on this matter. Day three and the game is well underway. I expect these next two days to be unbelievably testing for these players. We know that nobody is safe and everyone's place in the game is at stake. The Blood Tribes still don't have fire and nobody's been able to get it going. So that's a major, major, major disadvantage for them. And they'll need to sort that out quick smart. I see a guy who looks like maybe he would be a personal trainer, so some exciting leads on that front. Oh, and yeah, they have a fire going now as well, of course. So they got it started, and I've got my cousin's investi uh, investigation sorry, started. So good omens all around, uh, except I can't speak English sometimes. Now, we very briefly see Sandra and Sophie mingling as well. Uh, that is very interesting to me. That could be a devastatingly dangerous pairing if they decide to link up. Over at the Water Tribe now, and Nina strikes me as an incredible player this season. The other players are going to be aware of how dangerous she is, so I do expect some heat to come in Nina's way should the Tribe lose their second consecutive immunity challenge. Alex's injury cloud is still hanging over the Tribe too, so that's something I'll keep a close eye on throughout this episode. Chrissy speaks about how Brianna is on her radar, the beef is very real between the two of them, and I expect to see them targeting each other at every tribal council going forward. On to a bit of a uh, rogue note, now we've got the self-proclaimed Fit Chicks Alliance. Cool, sounds exclusive. Uh, unfortunately, I wouldn't be allowed in the Fit Chicks crew, as I am neither fit nor a chick, so... Brianna and Shay, they've got their little thing going, Fit Chicks only, uh, and I will be referring to their alliance as the Fit Chicks now. So if you hear me talk about the Fit Chicks, I am talking about Brianna and I am talking about Shay. And they're talking about themselves. They're the ones saying it. I didn't, I'm not like these chicks are fit. I mean, they are fit, but I, I didn't say it. They said it. That's their words. That's their alliance, the Fit Chicks alliance. Good on them. They are a bit cringe, to be honest, but it's early in the game, as I've said before, so I'll give them some time to win me over. Not that my, they're like, they wouldn't care about winning me over. Uh, but, you know, I digress. This is my Survivor podcast, so I'm just giving my takes, you know? That's, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, but with Shay, between the boyfriend stuff with Ben, uh, to the Fit Chicks energy... It's just not really been my vibe, but I have enjoyed I I retract that. I actually enjoyed that. I enjoyed it a lot. So good on the Fit Chicks. Entertaining. Uh, and yeah, another little fun addition to this season. These girls definitely strike me as woo girls. And I would hate to see the carnage that the Fit Chicks would cause on a big night out. Brianna wants Chrissy gone and vice versa. I wanted Andy gone in episode one, so... After that was successful, I'm going to hope to get another couple of successful wishes here. So I have two wishes for episode two. Wish number one, if the Blue Tribe returned to Tribal Council, I would love to see Chrissy zing the Fit Chicks and send one of them packing. 
Number two, I want closure on this pilot and his personal trainer cousin situation. There have been no answers. There have been no highlights. We had Bulk Andy in episode one, and the Fit Chicks have had plenty of episode time, or plenty of airtime, sorry, in episode two. Where is my vision of the pilot flying his plane? Where is my vision of the cousin working out and personally training people? Who even are these guys? I'm intrigued by them. I'll tell you that much. Silent Assassins. They've had plenty of airtime on this podcast at least, so that's a positive. It is now reward challenge time. Uh, So Blue won the reward challenge last time out uh, in the first episode, and then they lost the immunity challenge, so they sent Andy packing. They were also dominated by the Red Tribe in that uh, second challenge for immunity, and that was the Tribe on Tribe one, so they've done well so far at the one-on-ones, but they haven't done as well in terms of the tribe versus tribe which is an interesting aspect we'll see how all of that plays out uh, once we get a little bit deeper into the season what i do know though is that if red win this challenge then blue may find themselves on a slippery slope red have to sit someone out now they can't sit someone out in back-to-back challenges so kate is back in the mix and sam is going to sit out i'm picking a blue redemption here i think they'll get the win and enjoy their second straight reward victory One-on-one challenges for reward again. I really like this setup. It's a nice little dynamic. uh, And it provides some fun matchups too. It's not one-on-one, sorry. It's a two-on-two. And I think they'll do like a three-on-three as well. My bad. I kind of got that wrong, didn't I? Now, up first, we've got one of my favorites with Croc and Jesse. So Croc's one of my favorites. He's with Jesse. Uh, and they are up against the intense army man, Mark, who's also a rugby player. The, the, the army doesn't define him. That's just what I took from it. And Khan, who I liked uh, just from the little I saw of him. So this is going to be an epic battle. Uh, sorry to rave on about it as well, but still no sign of the pilot and PT cousin duo. So yeah, where are they? Blue win the first stage of the challenge. So they have taken the early 1-0 lead. Next up for Blue, we've got Nina and Brianna, one of their fit chicks. Hell yeah. Up against Red, we've got Kate, Andy's little sister, and Sophie, who I've spoken about uh, about already, who I think can be a massive threat in this game. I've got Blue winning this one. I predicted they'll win the challenge, so I'll stick to the Blue side for this one, and they have done it as well. So Nina is unreal. I am a huge fan. The one weakness with Sandra, her mum, is that her physical game doesn't hold up with the rest of her game, whereas Nina is a physical beast. She has been a major standout early in this season. Blue takes a 2-0 lead in this series. Who are Red going to choose to step up to the plate for Stage 3? I didn't catch who the second person for Blue was in this one. I was uh, doing a quick little side task. But we've got Shay for Blue and someone else up against Sandra and Amy, who we haven't seen much of, for Red. Shay ends up getting the win for Blue, so they are up 3-0 in this challenge that only requires them to win four stages to win the whole challenge. So a massive lead with fishing gear and comfort items at stake. Uh, It looks like Blue have got this for their second straight reward challenge win. Now, there's a few people in this next one. I can't quite make out who's involved. One of them looks like a potential pilot suspect or personal trainer. Uh, Khan ends up taking the challenge out for Blue. He is an absolute gun. I was a fan of his from the little I saw of him in episode one. I think Khan is another huge threat to win this game. I've said that plenty, which means that we've got a very strong cast on our hands this season. Fishing gear or comfort, they have to decide, so 
JLP, I nearly said Jeff Probes. JLP says, you know, you've got to give something out, which it's a bit slack, but I guess it just adds to the game because the people on the other side are their loved ones. So the Blue Tribe get to decide, do they keep the fishing gear and give away their comfort items or do they keep their comfort items like pillows and things like that that make their overall life easier on the beach? Or do they give away the fishing gear to them? That's their, They've got some choices. So they end up choosing to keep the fishing gear. So Blue, the Water Tribe, will keep the fishing gear and they are donating the comfort items to the losing tribe. So pretty big moment, that one. Uh, it is the loved ones on the other side, so it makes total sense. And that's kind of where this element starts to come into play for the first time and definitely not for the last. We're going to see a lot of these kind of things happen throughout the season. People's loyalties are going to be tested. People's alliances are going to be tested. And their own personal relationships from outside the game are going to be tested. So it's very, very interesting Business is really picking up in this Survivor season. It is only episode two. The hidden outbreaks. So uh, these are the notes I had from the little bit, little bit, sorry, that I watched. I'm going to sit down now and watch the next little part. Uh, and then, yeah, we're going to keep jumping through episode two all the way till we find out who gets eliminated. And then, boom, I'm going to jump into episode three. So it's not usually going to be long as long this podcast. Uh, but this is the season opener. I thought I'd watch all three episodes. Uh, do a really big weekly wrap and give some thoughts and really get to know uh, just the cast on a deeper level and yeah get excited for this season start working through with the alliances start working through the big plays and the blind side so there's plenty to get into I'm going to jump into the next little part now and as I've said earlier if you follow us on Spotify or not Spotify sorry on Instagram uh, getting it muddled up it's a bit late as I'm recording this I do apologize but if you follow Not Just a Sports Report on Spotify, you're going to be able to see everything. You'll be able to see posts about the YouTube content, the podcast, plenty of other things. So if you're just listening to this podcast and you're not sure what's not uh, what Not Just a Sports Report is, sorry, English language deteriorating, then you can search us on Instagram, Not Just a Sports Report. You're going to see the YouTube content. You'll be able to see all the content that's being posted to the podcast, upcoming podcasts, upcoming projects. Plenty of other interactive things, even polls on the stories. Lots and lots and lots of things. So that's not just a sports report on Instagram. And if you're still listening to this point, thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying. I'll be back in just a second with my thoughts on this next part of Survivor Australia Blood vs. Water, Episode 2. Okay, so we get back from the reward. Uh, it should be a great chance, hopefully, to learn some more about the members of each tribe. There are still so many players that we're yet to see or hear from, really. Uh, and Brianna, who we've heard a bit from, has suddenly perked up a lot. She's gone from 0 to 100. It's as if she's been like, F this, I'm going to be my true self now. It's quirky, and I actually like it, but it has put her in the firing line with her tribe. Here we go, it's time for a train. Could we be about to witness a very premature end to the Fit Chicks? Hmm... I don't know if I would care too much, but uh, for the Fit Chicks fans out there, for my Fit Chicks listening, uh, all zero Fit Chick. No, honestly, shout out if you're fit or unfit, or a chick or not. Uh, but yeah, any specifically if you're a Fit Chick riding this alliance, uh, yeah, I do apologize. Hopefully for your sake, they do go well and we don't see a premature end to a bit of a power alliance. Over to the losing tribe, who have picked up some comfort items thanks to their opposition. 
We've got Kate, who, thanks to Andy going, she has now become a very dangerous player for this red tribe, considering that she's the only player flying solo at this point. People can use Kate as a number, but she doesn't really seem to have that fire inside of her to win the game. Seems like she was mainly here to support Andy, so I think Kate will do well this season, but I can't envision her winning, at least not from my perceptions of these early stages. Let's learn a little bit about Sam now, who is an endurance athlete. I like her going off my early first impressions. I haven't seen her from her previous season. She is a returning player, though, who's going to be better equipped the second time around. She's also married to Mark, so they're a couple too, like Ben and Shay. Uh, were they the power couple, or were Ben and Shay the power couple? I'm confused. Are they both power couples? The real power couple is the Fitchicks, really. Uh, do we see a power couple alliance form later in the game? Maybe involving Brianna, because Shay and Brianna are the fit chicks, and then throw Ben in there, so that could be interesting. Now, it's time for the immunity challenge. I'm predicting a red win. It was a very close challenge as well. A long and grueling affair, but the red tribe did get the win. Now, I, didn't, I don't watch the thing and then give a false prediction, you know, knowing who wins. They, these are genuinely just my... Predictions, I just happened to get them right. I just went for this because it was a pattern that's played out in the first episode. Uh, Blue won the first challenge and Red won the second. So I was just following that uh, same pattern. But the Red Tribe get the win in this immunity challenge. They have earned themselves immunity, which means that Blue are heading back to Tribal for the second straight time. As we begin to see a pattern unfold in the challenges. So the one-on-one -on -one or kind of... You know, not the tribal physical challenges like tribe on tribe. Blue seem to go really well. And then when it's actually like more team orientated and tribe on tribe in the physical challenges, then red seem to go really well. So that is an interesting note. Uh, it's going to be interesting as well to see whether that continues to be a theme in this season. Coming off the back of the blue tribe's loss and the heat is definitely on Brianna. A lot of people throwing her name out there. So if Chrissy can secure the numbers... And that puts her in a great position overall, and it also gives Chrissy the power to eliminate her enemy and one half of the fit chicks in Brianna. Of course, Brianna's plan is to vote out Chrissy. Uh, surprise, surprise. I don't think this is going to work out for her though, just judging on what I'm seeing. I don't think this is going to go as well as Brianna is thinking. Hopefully I can get lucky and get three from three wishes, my first one being Andy gone first, that happened. My second being that Christy zings the fit chicks. They are going to Tribal Council, so it's very realistic that my wish could come true, and that is what I hope sees, or what I hope to see happen here. And, of course, if that happens, then that puts... I'm enjoying the season more than ever, you know? Uh, that already puts it on track to be the best season ever. At least for me, I would love the start if we see Chrissy zing the fit chicks. Uh, my third wish, the pilot and personal trainer cousins. Maybe not. Maybe we don't get this wish, but... I can't have everything. We can't have everything. Apparently, as far as these guys go, we have nothing. We can we get nothing. So, uh, I won't... I try not to dwell on them too much. But, like, what the hell? Now, Khan is watching Brianna look for an idol, and he is not impressed. He really doesn't seem to be vibing Brianna early on. I can see Khan working alongside Chrissy and Mark to rid the tribe of the Fitchicks Alliance. Shay's also looking for an advantage or an idol, and it looks a bit like she's about to find it, judging by the epic build-up soundtrack. Shay's definitely found something, and it's in a tree, so she's going to have to retrieve it. 
This could be a huge moment in terms of what happens with this tribe going forward. Uh, and Shay and Brianna have already managed to find themselves two advantages or idols very early in the first two episodes. So they're quite crafty. They know their way. They know how to play the game, uh, which is very interesting with the battle with Christy, who doesn't even really know what Survivor is. But as you can tell, Chrissy has definitely grown on me. Uh, and I'm hoping she can zing the fit chicks here. I nearly said fat chicks. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not aiming to get cancelled so early on in the piece. Uh, fit chicks. Easy mistake to make, right? So, And I didn't even make it. I don't know why I shared that. But we, we continue now. So we are now heading into the game's home stage as far as episode 2 is concerned. There are plenty of questions and not many answers with Tribal Council fast approaching. So I've got one more little snippet of episode two to sit down and watch. I will come back with my thoughts and comments. We will then know who is the second person eliminated from Survivor Australia Blood vs. Water. But there's still a little bit to go down before we know who's going home. So I'm going to watch that all unfold now. I will come back with my thoughts and comments. And then, yeah, this is a big one. This is a big podcast. I'm going to jump into the third and final episode for this week, going through all of them. First impressions, hopefully we get these cousins, but yeah, there is going to be another episode. So I've watched a ton of Survivor, it'd be like over five hours by the time I'm done, maybe more. I have been recording for quite a while, it's a long podcast, so I've spent all afternoon and evening uh, getting through this, but it's been enjoyable. I enjoy watching Survivor in bulk, I think you get a better understanding for what's actually going on over week rather than week to week although Australia do put out three episodes a week which I love that that's the kind of uh level of survivor content I want one week uh, once a week sorry is not enough so I've had a big survivor binge today I've still got another episode to come after this and we still have a tribal council to get to so I'm going to sit down watch the next part of this episode I'll wrap up episode two and then I will move on to episode three Back from the ad break and everyone in the blue tribe knows that Shay has found an advantage. She's trying to get it down from the tree but she is having no luck and by now everyone knows what the go is. Brianna jumps straight in to help. Khan once again is not a fan of Brianna. I think she's in real danger tonight but this potential idol could change everything. Khan's plan is to ensure... Khan's plan? <laughs> Khan's plan is to ensure that Shay doesn't play her idol for Brianna at tonight's Tribal Council. I do think Brianna's gone here, but there's a lot of power in the hands of Shay. This is the true test for the fit chicks. Will their fitness and healthy habits be enough to keep them together, or are the fit chicks going to crumble in the face of adversity? It's Tribal Council time, so we're not going to wait too much longer to find the answers out to those questions. Now, we didn't hear much from Alex in this episode. I do wonder how his back is holding up. Uh, and I didn't get a name, but I think I can see a personal trainer guy. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a good result, isn't it? Now, Chrissy says that she doesn't lie, and she hopes that everyone else doesn't lie either. Wow, she really has no clue about what Survivor is, does she? Now, it's time to get to the votes. JLP offers up the chance for someone to play an immunity idol, Shay decides not to play her idol on behalf of Brianna. So the first vote is Brianna, second vote Brianna, third vote Chrissy, then Chrissy, so tied at two all, Brianna, Brianna, 
Brianna, second person voted out of Survivor, and another wish come true. Brianna, gone skis, the fit chicks, over, before they could even begin. Damn, fit chicks, unlucky. Huge, I love it, this tribe is making big moves, they are making the right moves, I was happy with Andy, I'm happy with Brianna, and I tell you what, I'm starting to like this blue tribe a lot. They're making the exact kind of moves that I want to see, uh, so hopefully they can go better. Hopefully they can have a little bit more success in the next episode. We will see. Uh, Brianna is not going to see, though. She has been voted out. The end of the Fit Chicks. Absolute scenes. Rest in peace, the Fit Chicks. So I'm really, really excited for this third episode, so I'm going to jump straight into it now. Brianna is gone. Andy is gone. We've got another elimination still to come, so it's time for me to jump into Survivor Australia, Blood vs. Water, Episode 3. Alright, Episode 3 is underway. We've got Andy gone, Brianna is gone, 22 players remain, and someone is going home at the end of this episode. It is Day 6, and the first thing I see is that people are very quickly starting to clue on to the fact that Khan is king over at the Blue Tribe. He's in a power position now, so he's going to have to navigate the next two days to ensure that things don't change in that regard. Khan is on the lookout for someone to work with, and he has chosen Mark as his first preference. So Khan goes and proposes a potential alliance to Mark, and it looks as though they are keen to work together and form some kind of partnership. Their general plan is to fly under the radar and share information with each other, whilst being aligned to separate groups, so they don't want to be kind of in an alliance in the public eye. This is more of a secretive operation, which I think could pay dividends for both of them. They could be a really powerful duo if they decide to link up, and it seems like that's exactly what they're keen to do. It's a win-win for both of them too, with Mark benefiting from Khan's connection to the female side of the tribe, so there's still a lot to be gained for Mark as well. There's been no tribal council for the Red Tribe yet, so Team Harmony is at an all-time high on Day 6 for the Blood Tribe. They are Blue Tribe... They're a bit more depleted, they're a bit more down in the dumps. They've already had to backstab each other and kind of kick out two of their own, so the Red Tribe definitely have the advantage heading into episode 3. Sandra isn't having any of it though. She is not about this Australian style of all-friendly, you know, nice play. She is here to cut throats and eliminate everyone in between her and the title of Soul Survivor, so they have to be very, very wary. We've got Brianna's dad, uh, Dave I believe his name is, and he would be really upset if Brianna is gone, which, guess what, she is. He came out here to support her dream of playing the game, and much like Kate with Andy, Dave now finds himself fending for himself in this game. Now, Dave and a few members of the Blood Tribe are talking about the direction of the vote should they head to the Tribal Council uh, for the first time in this episode. Five of the players have banded together, and they are throwing Sandra's name out there, which is really dangerous, but it makes a ton of sense. She does have to be priority number one. They have obviously identified just how dangerous Sandra is going to be in this season, and if she links up with Nina, then it could be game over for everyone. Sandra needs to be priority number one, as I said, but she is the queen of Survivor, and there is no way she's going down without a fight. She's got plenty of tricks up her sleeve. She hasn't won Survivor twice for nothing. She's also played another couple of times, so she is a veteran. She is as experienced as it gets. She'll know exactly what to do in this situation, so it can be very dangerous targeting someone like Sandra, because then if she pulls a couple of people over to her side, 
then all of a sudden, if you're trying to call the shots and make the big move, uh, all of a sudden you're going to find yourself on the bottom or you could find yourself going home altogether. So really, really big there. I'm interested to see whether they do go to Tribal Council tonight and how much heat ends up being placed on Sandra. But for now, it is time for the reward challenge. Blue have won the first two. So I'm going to sit down now, watch the reward challenge, and let's see if uh, Blue can make it three from three in the reward challenges. Okay, it is reward challenge. Uh, and to kick off, JLP lets everyone know uh, the second person to be voted off blood versus water <clears throat> was Brianna. So she is gone. Dave, her father, honestly looks like he is about to cry. He is distraught about hearing that. And this has become really personal for him. And we are about to see Dave in a whole new light. Not that we had even seen him in the first two episodes, to be honest. Uh, it was Brianna's dream to win Survivor, and that dream has now been transferred to her father, Dave. That's part of the beauty of Blood versus Water. The complex emotional side of having loved ones in the game, having them get voted out, and then having to play against the people that have voted your loved one out. So there are a lot of complex little narratives that are going to be worked into this entire season. There are going to be plenty of them. Uh, and this is just one of them. Another is Kate with Andy. And now she finds herself fending for herself as well. So there are a couple of interesting narratives already early on. Now the prize for this reward challenge is a trip to the Survivor Storehouse. They will get to choose from an array of items guaranteed to make their life at camp a whole lot easier. It was a really, really long and hard challenge. Everyone was struggling. It honestly looked like a very brutal challenge. This one looked especially hard. Red end up getting the win, so they've got their first reward challenge one of the season. Uh, or first reward challenge win, I guess that, that makes more grammatical sense. Uh, so Red get the win for the first time, and this could be huge because the Red Tribe are 2-2 two and two in immunity challenges, and the Blue Tribe will be in massive trouble should the Red Tribe win a third consecutive immunity challenge later in this episode. At the end of the challenge, JLP tells the players that one member of each tribe will need to be selected for a journey of some description. Okay, I worked out what the journey was. The journey of some description was the journey to the Survivor Store that I so quickly forgot about. So less exciting than I'd hope. hoped. Sorry. Uh, now Dave puts his hand up for the Red Tribe and he decides that he's going to take Khan with him from the Blue Tribe. Dave wants to get some insight on why Brianna was voted out, and to be honest, Khan is the perfect man to ask. They arrive to the Survivor Store, a couple of things I've seen to just give you an example of what's there. There are canned goods, salt and pepper, nuts, sardines, soap, and uh, a shovel. So there are a few things to pick from, uh, and then Khan stumbles, stumbles across an advantage. It's a hidden immunity idol split into two halves called a super idol. And it can be played after the votes are red, which is huge. All the other idols cannot do that. Uh, and that really shakes it up because it means they could vote for Dave or Khan, think they are gone, the votes are red, they are gone, and then they play the super idol and they stay in the game. So this could literally turn the whole game on its head, uh, but they are in two parts. So it is reliant on Khan and Dave um, making it through to the merge. So obviously Khan and Dave, now that they share this idol, they do have some kind of bond, even though Khan voted out Dave's daughter. And they're going to be relying on each other to make it through to the merge. Because if they do, then they hold an, um, an unbelievable amount of power in the super idol. I mean, it's just crazy. Having an idol that you can play after the votes is something that can literally win you the game. If you can make it that far and then people finally get you, and then you play the super idol, uh, 
that can take you a long way toward being the sole survivor of the season. Now, Khan asks Dave for the idol so that he can use it for information, but Dave says, no thanks, mate. You guys voted out my daughter. I'm not giving you guys shit. The Blue Tribe voted out Brianna, and Dave is in full revenge mode, which I love to see. Dave comes back to his camp with a false story for his tribe, insisting that he found nothing and that he thinks Khan picked up the idol or advantage. Sandra isn't buying it for a second though, and she's been in this situation so many times before that she can smell the lies from a mile away. If Red head to tribal tonight, then I expect Sandra to be gunning for Dave, and I expect Dave to be gunning for Sandra, so it looks like we may have a bit of a showdown on our hands in this episode as we head into the immunity challenge now. So it's going to be a race through a series of hurdles in a mud pit, that is the first stage, then there's another few stages, I honestly can't keep up with these challenge requirements in real time. The final stage is going to be a puzzle, which is always a crucial element of these challenges, and I'm interested to see who sinks and who swims once it comes to the puzzle stage. A few thoughts from the challenge just early on. Croc is a physical beast. Now I totally expect this to be the case, considering his resume in the NRL, but the way he chopped down the log was incredible, like he got through that with ease. He was up against Mark too, who is jacked, uh, and Mark was not having the same kind of success. Mark also took a really nasty fall that it did not look like it would feel good. As the tribes near closer to the final puzzle stage, we see Sandra struggling along. It is neck and neck, and little moments like this are what could ultimately decide this challenge. The puzzle is the great equaliser though, and that's where this challenge will be won and lost for sure. Are we about to see Red head to their first tribal this season? Or will the blue tribe be subjected to their third in a row? The tribes are still neck and neck at the penultimate stage uh, as we draw closer to the puzzle. And now as it's time for the puzzle, this is where we're going to see who can come up in the clutch for their tribe. Well, it wasn't a case of individual clutch performance, but rather a team one. The blue tribe get the win thanks to a great team effort. And for the first time this season, the blue tribe are going to be safe from the vote tonight. That means that Red are heading to their first tribal of the season, so you just know that there is going to be plenty of chaos before the end of this episode. If I had to make a prediction on who's going home right now, I would choose Sandra, just because everyone knows how dangerous she is strategically, so you really don't want to allow Sandra to make it as far as the merge. On the flip side of that, it is still a tribe-based game at this stage, and you want to keep the tribe strong. Uh, Sandra definitely qualifies as strong, but what works against her here is that Sandra isn't a huge part of their physical challenge success. So it's not like they can't afford to lose her. And there are a lot of dangerous threats and dangerous possibilities if you decide to keep her in the game. None of them which really seem to benefit these players. So I think it would be the wise move for, to vote for her tonight. And I do think that Sandra's going home. But there are still plenty of conversations and strategy to come into play before the votes are cast tonight. The losing Red Tribe return to camp and Dave is adamant that Sandra needs to be the vote tonight. The plan early on is to split the votes between Kate and Sandra and in my opinion it's a bold, mo bold move sorry, bold move, and they better hope that it pays off otherwise they are going to have to face the wrath of the Queen. You can't win Survivor alone so now Sandra is starting to make moves to solidify some sort of alliance for herself. Sandra first approaches Ben. Uh, decides that she might want to work with him and Ben tells her straight away that her name has been coming up and uh, she asks who's been throwing it out there well Ben goes for the snake behavior he goes and says it was Dave Dave's been throwing your name out there 
So Ben has gone to the most dangerous player, throwing Dave's name straight under the bus. I do not rate that at all from Ben. I can understand wanting to be on the good side of such a dangerous player, but I really don't like that. That was a snake action. Sandra is going to blindside Ben and send his ass home at the first opportunity that presents itself. So well done, Ben. You've come up the biggest snake, or come up, sorry, with the biggest snake play of the first three episodes. That now puts Dave in real danger too. Sandra knows, and it's going to be a very tough ask for Dave to outplay Sandra and send her home in this episode. The mood has definitely shifted in camp too. Now Dave is the name that's been thrown around, which can definitely happen when you're trying to make such a bold play like voting out the Queen of Survivor. It's between Dave and Sandra tonight, and it is hard to tell where everyone's loyalty lies given the fact that this is their first trip to Tribal Council. After tonight's vote, we'll have a lot clearer picture as far as where the battle lines have been drawn amongst this tribe. Uh, so there are a lot of answers, or a lot of questions that are going to be answered at the end of tonight's tribal. Dave is starting to suspect that something's up given the fact that he is seeing a lot of conversations taking place, none of which he's involved in. So Dave is now starting to get a little bit paranoid and he's cluing on to the fact that maybe he's not as safe as he thought he was tonight. So for Tribal Council tonight, at the moment I've got Sandra as my prediction to go home. There's been a lot of talk about moving forward stronger as a tribe. And as we get into Tribal Council and things kick off, that's the first thing they really talk about is moving forward stronger as a tribe. Now Kate feels as though that was singling her out as she's not been a part of any of the plans or the conversations. Now in my opinion that comment was directed more towards Sandra, uh, but I'm not exactly sure who it was directed to, but I think that was more in reference to Sandra. Sam talks about how there were so many plans, and now Dave's eyes are lighting up as his suspicions have been confirmed. He knows he's in some strife tonight, so I'm keen to see how Dave's going to play his way out of this. One thing that was ridiculous as well is that Dave has thrown Sam's name out there, so he's starting to get paranoid, and he's thrown Sam forward, like why don't we get rid of her? So he singled her out specifically, and Sam is shocked, which I tend to agree with. I don't think she was gunning for him at all. In fact, I think she was protecting him. So it was really out of order for Dave to call her out like that. Sam asks everyone in the tribe if she has said Dave's name to anyone. Nobody comes forward. So he's basically attacked one of his own allies here. Dave has let the paranoia get to him and he's flipped out on the wrong person. On only day six or seven as well. So it's not like this is deep in the game where the paranoia is rife. This is very early on. So that's a bit of a red flag to kind of be throwing your own ally under the bus like that this early on in the game. Sandra is going to be loving this. This is where her experience really comes into play. Dave is making a stack of rookie errors while Sandra is just silently watching on, letting him dig himself a bigger grave. Sam whispers to the person next to her, can we go Dave please? So now she's off him. She's totally off him. After what he's just done, now she's like, you know what? Why did I stick up for this guy? So now she's whispering around, she's saying, can we go Dave please? There is way too much paranoia from Dave only one week in. A full bed shit moment. Big, big mistake from Dave. Huge mistake from Dave. Definitely the biggest mistake we've seen this season so far by a long stretch. Now we've got Sam going around to everyone else in the tribe. She is whispering in their ears. Obviously she's going to be saying, let's go Dave. And Dave's totally blown up his own game here. The dream that he took on from his daughter Brianna has very quickly turned into a nightmare. Has Dave just played himself? I really think he has. So I'm going to be changing my prediction to Dave. I think he's genuinely just got himself voted out, rather than being the original plan. 
I think it's his doing. I think he's literally about to get himself voted out. And speaking of the votes, it is time to count the votes. JLP says if anyone has a hidden immunity idol that they would like to play, now is the time. Dave just played half of his super idol. Dave just got up and played half of his super idol. He knew he needed it. Absolutely massive. What a play from Dave. Massive. So Dave is safe from the vote tonight. His tribe are definitely going to be often though because he did blatantly lie to them about not having an idol. But it looks like he saved himself here because Sam was whispering to everyone. Dave was a dead man. But now he is safe from the vote. So let's get to the votes. First vote. David does not count. Second vote. David does not count. Third vote. David does not count. Wow. Wow, he really has, not only did he doom himself, but then he managed to save himself. I said a little bit earlier, I'm excited to see how he decides to play his way out of this. Well, he actually played his way into it, really put himself in the firing line, and then now he's played himself out of it. A spectacular survivor moment. I've been loving this season. I think this is on track definitely to be the best season of all time in terms of Australian survivors. The quality, the production, everything has just gone to that next level. Uh, and the gameplay has been incredible. I've been so entertained by what we are seeing. So we get back to the votes. It's three votes for Dave, and not a single one of those votes count. So the fourth vote, David. Fifth vote, David. Sixth vote, you guessed it, David. So he would have been gone, and it would have all been his own doing, but he's managed to play his way out of it in spectacular fashion. Now we go to the next vote, and we've got Kate. So one vote, Kate. Kate again, now we've got two votes Kate, Sandra, ooh, a vote for Sandra, so two votes Kate, one vote Sandra, this could be huge. Third person voted out of blood versus water, Kate, wow, so less huge, we didn't see the Queen of Survivor sent packing, but a major play from Dave sees Kate sent home, unfortunate for Andy and Kate, they are both gone in the first week of the season, good on Kate though, she was very unlucky to be a victim of a huge idle play from Dave. So Kate's time has come to an end. Thanks for coming, Kate. And what a huge tribal that was. Massive from Dave, but he has alienated himself from the entire tribe now. And his idol was the only thing that saved him. Plus he lied about not having an idol, so now he finds himself in an unenviable position amongst his tribe. Will the heat be too scorching and say Dave sent home next time? Or is he going to be able to work his way off the bottom? There are plenty of questions going into next week. But for now, that is it for my Survivor Weekly Wrap. Andy's gone, stoked about that. Sorry, Andy. Brianna gone, pretty happy with that. Rest in peace, the fit chicks. And now Kate is gone. So we've seen our first pair eliminated in Andy and Kate. Uh, I said a bit earlier that usually the people who are like aligned to the first person voted out end up going really well. But Kate didn't seem to have that fire inside of her to actually go on and win the game. So I think it's fair. Uh, I don't know how much more she was going to contribute. You know, I think she would have been a great part of the cast, but I don't know how many big plays we were going to see from Kate. Maybe a few, who knows, but uh, I think it was the right call. Now Dave gets to stay in and Dave is here to play. Kate didn't have that same fire that we saw light up inside Dave when Brianna was voted out. So now Dave could be a real sneaky chance if he can just maneuver his way through the next couple of tribals, which will be very tricky because everyone is clearly off him. Majority of votes in this episode were for him, like six votes. Everyone wanted him gone. He's managed to stay. Uh, but 
we've seen Survivor before. We know that even though you're on the bottom, uh, that, that doesn't last for too long. All of a sudden, people want to use you as an extra number to help push their agenda. So there's still a lot of game to be played for Dave, but he is in a lot of strife heading into the next episode. A huge idle play from him, though, and that has been the biggest play of the season so far. So congratulations, Dave. I'm sure Brianna would be very proud watching this episode back. So that is it for my Survivor Weekly Wrap. As I've said before, if you want to follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report, you'll be able to see whenever new content is posted. And if you follow us on whatever podcast uh, app or device you're listening to this on, then you'll be able to see whenever I post new podcasts, which I'm going to have plenty coming out over the next couple of weeks. So if you've enjoyed this one, there's going to be a lot more coming out. And next week, I will be back with my Survivor Australia Weekly Wrap. And in about a month's time, the United States season will start as well. So we'll have double the Survivor. How good. So until then, see you next week and take care.